So let's face it, when you're a high achiever in business, you spend all of your time grinding and going, going, going to grow your business and to make it successful. And sometimes what happens is that you lose sight of your work-life balance. You find yourself out of balance. And what that does is it sucks the joy out of all of your achievement. Who wants that? Who wants to grow their business, have a successful business, but not be happy? Really nobody. <laughs> so how would you bring your life into this perfect, or at least this harmony of life-work balance? How would you balance busyness with joy? Today on the Waste Up Wardrobe uh, episode, we're going to be talking to my guest who knows how to bring those two things into harmony. Busy, but balanced. That's the key. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, where we try and bring you episodes on entrepreneurship, how to show up to dominate from behind the desk on camera, and really help you have an answer to everything business-related and entrepreneurial-related. Today, we have a very special show talking about that work-life balance conundrum that we're always sort of trying to bring into harmony with each other, right? Uh, but before I get started, <clears throat> I want to say thank you to my amazing producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always in this in the green room, in the production room, making everything happen on this production, making it go seamlessly. There he is, popping his avatar head <laughs> and letting us know that he's there. Um, and thank you for tuning in time after time on Thursdays at 1130 Pacific. You know we're on iTunes where you can go and listen to us if you're taking a walk on the beach or driving in the car for a long distance. We have so many great shows that will help enhance your entrepreneurial life and business life and help you show up great on camera, body, mind, soul, everything, face, putting your best face forward. So we're also on YouTube and Facebook, and you can always go back and listen to any of the replays. So <clears throat> take advantage of those. And also rate us and review us on iTunes because we always love to hear from you. So without carrying on and talking to so much, I just want to talk and brag a little bit about my guest. And Susie Hickson is here and she's saying, hello, hello, everybody. And uh, Susie, you're in for a treat. Today's uh, guest is really, um, you know, is, is going to help us explore the question of that all of us really question that 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 balance between business and pleasure, work and life, and how to stay busy but also be balanced at the same time. And so, my guest today, Cheris Santilli, is a life balance coach and founder of Cheris Your Life. She is a podcaster, speaker, certified fearless living coach, certified fearless trainer, and positive intelligence trainer, and has been an entrepreneur for over 20 years. 
Back uh, when she was 19, in a hot air balloon accident, Cheris was um, left had was in this um, this um, situation where her dad was left paralyzed after an accident um, with a broken neck, and this led her mom to become, you know, um, to succumb to alcoholism. Um, Cheris managed her internal crisis by staying ridiculously busy. She now helps high achievers go from busy to balanced and find lasting inner satisfaction and peace of mind when their external accomplishments leave them unfulfilled. What a great journey of purpose in life. Uh, please help me wel welcome Cheris. Hi, Cheris. How are you? Hi. Good. So happy to be here. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for agreeing to be here. I really, um, the topic that we're going to be talking about today is, you know, your life's work and passion is really such an important thing for entrepreneurs, because like I said, at the top of the show, uh, we get so busy building, right? We want to achieve, we want to get that next client. We want to make more money. We want to profit and we want to build teams, but we forget sometimes ourselves in the process because, we're just so busy being high achievers, right? And um, today's topic is going to be really important for so many to hear. So before we get started, I have this thing that I do on Waste Up Wardrobe where I really want to get a window into your personal life because everybody likes to know what goes on behind the scenes of the experts' lives. So really quick, this or that questions. Are you ready? Yep. Cats or dogs? Dogs all the way. I'm also allergic to cats. So that poses a problem. <laughs> but um, all my marketing has my dog in it. And she normally would be like, I have a bed on my desk next to me or her bed. So she'd normally be here except for when I do podcasts, I, she's upstairs. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, she's very sweet. Four and a half pound Havapu named Heidi. And you see oh. her everywhere. Oh, how cute. And you know what? Susie Hickson, who's right here, is also also has a little pooch and he's always in the picture frame as well. So we have a <laughs> A lot of business owners, you know, it's like, I feel like dogs are sort of these angels from heaven. You yeah. know, they have this, they, they just want you to love them and they love you back. That's all they do. It's pretty remarkable to, to really think deeply about what a dog um, offers to human beings. Okay. How about coffee or tea? I have tea every day, okay. multiple times per day. And coffee, probably half of the days of the week. And just literally this week, I tried mud water for the first time as a coffee alternative, if you ever heard of mud water. Um, mushroom, some concoction, you know, that they've made now and more natural. And I have to say it was decent. So anyway, yeah. So I guess the answer is both plus, plus some variations that I'm exploring. <laughs> Well, as you were talking about mud water, you did muffle out a little bit, but you're back on. So just so you know, but I think we're all good. And Susie's saying that Sadie's sitting on her lap. That's her little puppy or he's not a puppy. He's, 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 he's an adult dog, but you know, they're like our babies. And that mud water thing, I've been, Instagram has been hitting me with that ad and I just don't know what is the hype. Is it just, is it taste good? Is it, it healthy? It does. I think it's, um, it depends on your taste, if you're going to be a big fan of it or not. Um, but it is definitely healthier. It's that is the main thing healthier and not won't give you kind of the sometimes if coffee can give you kind of a spike and kind of a crash for some people or just irritate for me, I find if I have too much coffee too frequently, it can just be irritable, kind of irritate my stomach too much. And yet sometimes it's like exactly the right thing and my body loves it. So it's all of, it, it addresses all of those things. 
Yeah. And uh, Susie's saying she loves mushroom coffee. She even has a recommendation for us and Rick will probably put it up right now. Well, there you go. (laughs) Is it called Reese is a great one. Is that how you pronounce it? Rise or maybe rise? Oh, rise. Play on words probably. Yeah. 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 Ah, okay. Well, maybe something to try in the future for us, but I have one more question. If you had to, if you had to be active in two ways, one being dance or football, which one would you (laughs) Dance for sure. Yep, yep, yep. Um, big part of my life actually. Uh, I used to be a dancer, so that uh, that was. I would spend probably twenty plus hours at the dance studio after school when I was a kid. You know, yeah. I think dance is one of those things that is just one of those freeing things. You know, it's kind of like ice skating. You feel like you're or swinging on a swing. It just feels freeing. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> also how I met my husband on the dance floor at his fraternity. Oh, well, that has mental, <laughs> mental reasons too. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing a little bit of you with us. And I want to go ahead and dive deep into your line of work because I think so many people could use this information. <clears throat> so one of the things I wanted to bring up, I'm a firm believer that, you know, people's greatest gift lies next to their deepest wound. And then I know that sounds a little bit dramatic, but it's true. People will often... Um, find their life's purpose because they had been impacted in some way. And it doesn't always have to be trauma, but they were impacted or they saw somebody they love get impacted. Do you have any thoughts around that? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you touched on my story, my backstory in the beginning just a little bit. And that's absolutely for me. Um, I, my family experienced a very serious traumatic accident and it completely shaped our, you know, the, direction of our lives and my life. I mean, it was at the very beginning of my adulthood, uh, just the summer I turned 19. So it was just like literally the summer after my freshman year of college, I hadn't really gotten out of the nest fully, you know, and um, it definitely had a huge impact. And it's interesting, you know, we're using that word because it literally was about bracing for impact. tell a little bit of the story. It was for my dad's 50th birthday and we were celebrating with a hot air balloon ride. And, um, we had a beautiful ride and then something went wrong when we came down to land and the pilot told us, you know, hold on tight. We're going to hit hard. And we did, we hit the ground hard. The basket did that, that we were in and it, it violently bounced and it threw my dad out of the basket. And then his foot got caught on a cord and it drug him about the length of a football field through farm fields. This was in Southeastern Washington state. So I, and I remember seeing him hanging upside down, you know, like suspended in the air and looking over the edge and seeing him there. And I was obviously a complete wreck and completely scared beyond I mean, anything I could imagine. I don't know how we did, but somehow we did get to the ground and ran over to him and he wasn't moving, but he was conscious. So, and he was fully with it, his brain, thank God. And he saw how upset I was. And the first thing he said to me was, you should see the other guy. He was able to crack a joke. And um, it paralyzed him. It broke his neck. And then, as you mentioned too, that led my mom on a path of coping through alcohol. 
and she became an alcoholic and ultimately that ended up taking her life. Um, the alcoholism did. And my coping mechanism was get busy, stay busy. I can, I mean, it even started the, the, the night of the accident. If I really look back, I can see kind of get gathering myself together after the initial just complete breakdown of emotions. And then like, just looking for what can I do to not have to feel nervous and scared and worried right now. And so it was getting busy calling family and all my parents' employees because they're entrepreneurs and like, just get busy. How can I help? And then that led me on a path of, well, I was already ambitious and I followed my parents' footsteps in that being in an entrepreneurial household. And I was a straight A student and I, you know, I was already a certain way, Yeah, but this took it to an extreme and to an unhealthy level over the next couple decades. And that was really, you know, now I know because the last 10 years I've spent on healing that and coming to terms and changing my life, um, which has led me to now help others change theirs was, you know, really an unconscious control, trying to have control and trying to uh, basically trying to avoid feeling my feelings. So, and it, it did that to some degree, but it caused all kinds of other problems. So yeah. Yeah. That is what happened. Thank you for sharing your story. I think that is, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing how some tragic things in our lives lead us to our purpose or lead us to something that we never would have thought of had we not gone through that. And, um, your dad remarkable. I mean, just the, sounds like he is a, an amazing man. I mean, to, to be able to comfort you in that moment by being humorous, I think that says so much about him. And so that's, that's such a blessing to have a dad like that. Um, so busyness. So you started becoming busy to, to really cope with the, with the circumstances of your life. And did that lead you to a place where you were not balanced? Is that, is that how all that came about where you then became this coach about really being healthy in Mm -hmm. your business? Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. I, um, I became a workaholic uh, over time and I became an entrepreneur and started my own business like a couple over the years. And, um, it's very easy to then get, uh, so immersed, especially in the startup and growth. And it's just like the never ending, um, just never ending to-do list for everybody, but especially when you're a business owner. Um, and then, the unhealthy part was, you know, nights and weekends, like just nonstop, e- easy to, to do it because I enjoy a lot of it. Mo- I mean, I really was enjoying most of what I was doing and yet not really rounding it out and um, compromising my mental health and my physical health. So chronic back problems and um, at one point working so many, I mean, there were some times when I was working 80 to hundred hour weeks and the, the body just, and especially as I got older, it, it, different times would go through spurts like that. And my body clearly was 
rebelling <laughs> and trying to wake me up. Um, there was one time when it just like, but all the symptoms started piling on. It was, um, the back, more back stuff, uh, body aches, random things, um, panic attacks started kicking in just, just anxiety, just one thing after another. And, and it's just not a way to live. So, um, there were earlier signs, you know, earlier flags, but there were a few times in my life where it got to be pretty extreme to really give me a wake up call. And so it put you out of balance. It sounds like you were, you know, you got the achieving part down, but um, it came at the expense of the other parts of your life, your health, your mm -hmm. wellness, your peace of mind. And that is not an uncommon thing. We, people do end up doing that. And that's why your um, support, the kind of support you offer is so needed. Uh, when it comes to life balance. Do you have like a definition for it? Because, you know, what really does that look like? And the word balance is always so overused. I always like to call it harmony more than balance because you can't always have everything in every area of your life doing great at the same time. It's almost like there's, you know, when one goes down a little bit, the other one comes up, but that's my view. What is your definition of life balance? Oh, absolutely. I'm glad you asked because it's, um, it's a term that is thrown around. And yet when I, you know, when I, was creating like my program name or coming up with my tagline and different things. And what I was going to really focus on for people, I found, well, first of all, this was, this is the term that people tend to like, I once did a survey and it was just constantly the words busy and balanced and life work life balance. And that was the most common phrasing. So I thought, well, okay, this is what people think of first when they think of the issue that they have. But, um, I agree with you. It is more about harmony. And it is not a, it is not a destination. It is not a perfect equation. It's not like if I work exactly X hours a day, this many days a week, and I work out this many days, this many hours. And if I see my friends this often, and I see my family and I cut off at this time and like this kind of perfect thing, because I tried going for that once too, because good old, you know, perfectionism would come in there. Um, it's impossible and that equation is, it, it, there's no way. So it's more about alignment, which I think is more connected to harmony. And I kind of have this visual of literally like all these parts of ourselves, our physical, our mental, our um, spiritual, whatever that means, even if it's not spiritual, but um, heart, you know, feelings, all of it just, and different parts of our life, all of it just being pieces. And if it, if something feels off to us, the more we're feeling uncomfortable feelings that are lasting, I think all feelings are, are, um, helpful and have purpose. So I don't believe there are truly any negative feelings yet. If you're finding that a lot of your time is spent in quote unquote negative feelings or uncomfortable feelings, then, and or body issues, those are signs that things are off balance for you. And I also think that an important piece is that what is balance for one person is different for another. And what is balance for you one day is different than what it may be the next day. So it's all about getting into what is going to be that harmony that day for you. What, what's going on with your whole system? I mean, we have cycles of all kinds. Women have a monthly cycle. There's um, moon cycles. There's, you know, there's all these different things that play into our lives. So 
really being able to tap into yourself and see what's working for you that day and what's going to feel more balanced when things feel a little off. That's the key. Just constantly checking in and realigning. Yeah. You know, you, you said something that actually I'd never thought about, um, the feeling of being imbalanced is sort of being like uncomfortable. Like I actually am very connected to that in my life. Like when there, there are days where I feel very comfortable with my schedule and I really love those days. And then there are days where I feel discomfort. Maybe I'm anxious about something coming up or I haven't gotten everything I wanted to get done. And it gives me that feeling of discomfort. So that's such a great way to explain that feeling of maybe you're, you know, you're not quite in harmony and mm -hmm. to see where you're lacking. The other thing is I feel as though light, like self-care is such a big, is a foundational piece, which you touched on to feeling that feeling of harmony and, 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 com and comfort. Um, what, how, how much does that come into play when you're working with your clients, self-care itself? I think that my perspective on what self-care really is I think people typically think massages and getting to, you know, good, certain amount of sleep and drinking a certain amount of water and kind of um, spa things. And, you know, some of those things typically are top of mind, but um, I actually think self-care truly is a constant thing. It's connected with the alignment. It's connected with how we're feeling and it is really about checking in to see how we can take back our power in the so many ways that we give it away constantly by through self-awareness and then self-trust. That's what I think true self-care is. So, um, you know, an example of taking back your power or first of all, how you give it away, like saying yes when you really want to say no or vice versa or saying yes or no when you're not ready to really say either and you just you're kind of caught off guard and you want some time to really check in with yourself and see what's best for you we very often are doing one of those things against ourselves and not really saying what we want and that and so we give away our power by saying something knee jerk or to make someone happy or just because we're uncomfortable or whatever it is and so the self awareness in the moment to catch yourself and realize what you want to say or by yourself some time so you can get up the nerve to say it. And then the self-trust of being able to follow through with what really is best for you listen to that in the first place and then follow through with it. Yeah. You know, I love that distinction you make that self-care is not just about a spa day. <laughs> You know, is self-care is so many things. It's about your boundaries, that awareness that you explained. And it's about um, maybe for, and for pe different people, I, I bet self-care looks different, right? Because mm -hmm. you get comfort and um, ease out of different things. You know, for some people working out is their self-care, but for others, like that's not self-care for me. <laughs> I don't want to be putting in all that energy and call it self-care. Um, you know, I, obviously it's very important to move, but um, just, just, I was just trying to highlight that it could look different for different people, but absolutely sort of those foundational things about boundaries, being self-aware and self-trusting that you are, it's okay for you to do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. One of my big ones these days, um, at, at least once a week, if not more, is I'll take a nap. Yeah. Just yeah. In, randomly in the middle of the day when I just feel if I try to just push, I'm just powering through, which is an old habit. 
And I don't want to do that to myself. So just go lay down. You know what? I've been doing that too. It's so weird. But I never used to be able to take a nap in the middle of the day. But I have found that when I submit to it, I'm I'm feeling better. So it's so interesting. And a lot of it is trial and error, right? I think yeah. in life, you're when you're trying to kind of get to that harmonious state. Well, do so tell me when you work with your clients, do you have sort of a process that you use, or is is there you know anything that is is like signature of the way you approach it rather as opposed to somebody else that's really trying to help clients with getting a better harmony in their life? Well, I've spent the last 10 years really putting in um, a lot of time to my to learn all and go through all sorts of different healing modalities and personal development. Mm -hmm. So um, I initially got a coach um, for myself and that led me to become a coach. Uh, I've explored all kinds of different things. And what I've done is I've pulled together what I found to be the most helpful tools and tips and tricks that I've learned and like put them together in my program. And then I continue to teach people through um, ongoing masterclasses that are clients of mine or a handful that I have that do one-on-one -on -one with me, but um, primarily through my program. So it's, I've brought together key pieces from my my foundational modalities are through fearless living and positive intelligence. And they're both science-based modalities. They And I've like merged pieces of them together in a creative way that made sense to me because I found so many great things from both. So I found a way to weave them together. And that's my, you know, what I've brought to the table along with other random things that I've found along the way that I found to be helpful, the most helpful for me. Yeah. So that's what I've done. Yeah, no, I think that it's amazing. You know, when you create a signature process, it's like you, you get, you educate yourself so well, and then you, you, you kind of take the best of everything, the cream of the crop from everything. And then you put your own twist on it and it becomes um, kind of your signature secret sauce for how you, you do that. And um, one of the questions I have that I was really curious is about is um, when people achieve sort of this harmony or alignment, if, if life happens, right, and curveballs get thrown our way, and then it throws you off alignment, would you recommend in instances like that where you're either faced with a tragic life experience or something really just throws you off? I think, first of all, when I think about something like a curveball, I think it's powerful to consider that there's curveballs that actually happen every day. It's um, some of them we just, we like more than others. Ah. And, you know, so because a curveball doesn't have to be a bad thing. It could end up being a good thing for you. Um, and really even the, like we talked about before, even the most challenging ones, like the accident that I was in, if you give it enough, sometimes you need to give it space, time and healing. But if you do give that enough time, then you will find, I believe, or it would behoove you to find the gift and the opportunity in it. So um, I think having a perspective of knowing 
and being willing and open to the fact that there could be a gift and or an opportunity in every curveball first of all, can reframe it so that it's like, okay, no matter what comes at me, if I may not see it right away, but at some point I may be willing to see that there was something good out of this. So I think that first of all, having that willingness to consider that as a possibility someday and just have that perspective for living life is really empowering. And then the next thing is to, is, um, awareness of yourself, especially your emotions and your body signs and signals to what I refer to as like your inner compass, or you might call it your intuition or your gut, or just these things that come up for us to listen to how we're responding to things and catch the sooner you catch it, the sooner you catch those uncomfortable feelings, which can be, which would be connected to the, you know, a reaction to a curveball then the sooner you have a chance to like realign, recenter, it, no, no matter how huge and scary it is, you do have a, an opportunity to do that. And if you're the more aware you are of yourself and all these different signals that, that you can learn, you can develop the skill to become more aware, and then you can practice that. And then you'll be able to have a quicker realignment, a quicker come to harmony, no matter what come, what comes your way. Yeah. That's really good advice. You know, um, because it's something that most people, you know, um, are challenged by, right. Just kind of creating this harmony and this alignment in their life. What is the biggest mistake you see people do that sabotages their ability to have the harmony, to have the balance in life? I think, um, I think the giving into the excuses, mm. there's two things. And I actually, I, I, I do a lot of work on this with my clients, excuses and expectations. Yeah. So anytime you feel disappointment or all sorts of other uncomfortable feelings often can be connected back with having an expectation of how, of some result or some way someone was going to be, or something turning out a certain way. And so learning those signs early on and being able to ward those off and, and having intentions around things in a certain, there's a framework that you, that I do that can help you avoid having those expectations and, and practice that. And then excuses also being able to really look at how much we live our life having excuses and how common it is for us to have some version of I'll get to this then or later I'll you know the 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 extreme way of looking at this too for busy people is well I'll sleep when I die you know that kind of yeah flippant yeah. remark that people yeah. it's so have being able to um like when are you when is it when is enough enough yeah. Like, what are you waiting for? What are you right. waiting for? How many more? Because I remember living my life in such a way that like uh, something would come up that wasn't work related and I would be annoyed by it. Like oh, I have to go deal with this thing. Like, I have to schedule a doctor's appointment or I have to do this, whatever. And I, that kind of that inconvenience, like, no, oh, I'll just, I'll deal with it later. I just need to get through this thing. I just need to get through this thing. And then 
well, now I need to get through this thing. And then, well, I just have these deadlines. And then, well, after this show, and then, and it, the, and then goes on for months and then years and then a decade or two. And then you're like, suddenly, if you're like me hitting, you know, at that time when I became more aware, late thirties, um, and kind of waking up to, whoa, okay. I'm about to hit my forties with, okay. Wake up call moment. So, um, now I'm getting closer to hitting my fifties in a couple of years. And I'm really grateful that I did not let that, those excuses, those expectations, and that thought of just kind of that habit of waiting and putting things off. I'm so grateful that I did not succumb to that any longer than I did because I'd be entering, you know, just, you know, the saying, um, when's the best time to plant a tree (laughs) 20 years ago or today. Right. Yeah. It's like, if not now, then when, Right. That's what comes to my mind. If not now, then when? And um, in uh, in response to what you were saying, I had my new, you know, a lot of us business owners, we come up with a word for the year, a phrase for the year. Mm-hmm. My phrase last year was, and it continues to be this year, do it now. Because what I found is that even like my doctor's appointment, my schedule it when I leave the other one, even my nail appointment, when I schedule it when I leave that one, otherwise it doesn't get done and then it gets put off. And then by the time you realize that you need to do it, it's too late, you know, and time has passed. So do it now. And if not now, then when, you know, when is the best time to, to plant a tree? All those thoughts about around, don't, don't do the excuses, like don't succumb to the excuses. Um, because that's what uh, we, that's the mistake we make most of the time, you know, so that's that's really insightful. I, I I um I loved our conversation around that. You know, if there was um one takeaway that you would tell the audience um from today's show or from your your life's work that you really want just to imprint as a brain tattoo in their head, what would that one takeaway be? I think um actually coming off what we just discussed, it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, which I think summarizes this well and could be a great takeaway um, by Confucius. And it's, we have two lives and the second one begins the moment we realize we only have one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, you know, I have a love for philosophy. I'm not, I I was like, if I lived in the old world, I would have been a philosopher. (laughs) I I just, it's just such a great way to look at the world and to think deeply. I love that. You know, you told me at the top of the show that you have an offer for everybody here of, of something that you're gifting to everybody that puts in the hashtag balance and shine. So hashtag balance and shine, whether they're listening to it live or on the replay, um, the hashtag is balance and shine. What is that? Can you tell us what you're giving? Yeah. I'm so for that special, um, that you guys have to, uh, to, you know, put in the hashtag to be able to get, is I will, they will give you a link to schedule a free call with me. And I don't, put this out there publicly. I rarely offer this up to an audience, to be honest. And so, um, but that'll be a link to schedule a free call with me and um, see how I can support you. And so that will be what you can get with that hashtag. Yeah. Wow. I, that That's really generous because I know time is 
especially for a coach who talks about life work balance, time is your biggest asset, right? It's your biggest, most precious commodity. So thank you for giving us that and offering that up. It's hashtag balance and shine. Whoever puts it in there will be checking in. Um, and then we will then privately forward you the link and, um, and uh, you'll get to, to get some really great advice and, um, and tips on how to really achieve that. So, how about a couple tips we can leave the audience okay. with? We, we, we've talked about a lot of things, but like, you know, a couple really key tips here. Um, so one is um, something that is part of positive intelligence. Um, there's it's the, the basic con concept is and there's a PQ rep. PQ stands for positive intelligence quotient. Okay. And it's this framework that um, is core to something that I found work phenomenally. And the concept is, and it's totally science-based, it pulls together all sorts of different studies, focusing on one sense when you feel any of those uncomfortable feelings, you know, and it starts to kick in and you want to re, you know, center yourself, realign. And for example, I have a bunch of very specific ones I go in with my clients, but here's just one for an example today, rubbing two fingers together. And like, if you can shut your eyes, if you're safe, not driving, um, if you shut your eyes and you rub two fingers together so intently, you're so focused that you can feel the ridges of your fingerprints. And if you can do that for at least 20 seconds, it is scientifically proven to start shifting your brain to kind of recenter yourself. If you can do it for a couple minutes, much more, I mean, you know, you'll get even greater benefit, but that is just one example of something you can do. You can be on zoom and still be talking to someone and you notice you're starting to get a little triggered, a little nervous. And you just do that for a little bit for an example, or, you know, anywhere at any time, it can be something that's not, doesn't look strange, you know, because yeah. people are constantly playing, you know, touching their fingers. And yeah. so that's one, one, um, one tip for kind of a, something you can do on a, just to just recenter yourself. And then another is I have a phrase. So I feel like I lived a lot of my life, even as a child. And then with the busyness kind of going for it, like go for it, go for it. Kind of that, you know, high achieving, go getter, powerful, I can do anything, which there's nothing wrong with that, except that many of us tend to like keep going for it. And then that we're not present and we're not in that balance and living our life and enjoying the moments. So um, I have changed that instead of go for it. The reframe of it is flow for it. Oh, I like flow that for it is my phrase. Yeah. So I came, I don't know, came up with that one day and I have it like as a screensaver on my computer. And it's just a reminder to me. And it kind of just makes me drop my shoulders a little bit and ease into things. Because if you think about flow, like for me, I think about a stream or a creek bed or, you know, water for, you know, that flows. And it's, it's not trying to fight with the rocks that are in its way. It right. just figures out how to go over or around or, or maybe just sit there for a while, <laughs> you know, whatever it needs to do. So I'm not saying don't go for your dreams and go for what you want. But if you're a high achiever already, you kind of don't need the extra motivation. If anything, you need to learn how to ease into yourself and ease into your life so that it doesn't pass you by. 
Yeah, absolutely. Being a river around a rock and <laughs> just letting it. So your term flow for it. I love that. That's a great, um, great reminder. Tools. Is there a tool or any tool that you can recommend for the audience if they wanted to really start, um, you know, aligning themselves in the, all areas of their lives? I, um, uh, my, my podcast, my yeah. podcast would be an excellent tool. And if you're listening to this, then uh, you might be interested in another to check out. Cause I know I'm a fellow podcast listener and I'm always intrigued by new ones. And many of my episodes, most of them are very short, like even 10 ish minutes or less. Okay. And, um, they're like packed. Like a lot of my reviewers talk about, they love that. I just get cut right to it. I'll get to a story there's a message, a lesson, a tool or something, and then um, no fluff. And they feel like they're getting some great tips. So um, it's Cherish Your Life. And so that is um, that would be a great tool, especially for listeners here. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to go and, and, and uh, listen and subscribe. Cherish, cherish. cherish Your Life. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I guess under my name there, if people are watching visually. So Cheris, my name's tricky. If you're listening and you can't see the screen, it's basically, it's, um, it's like the city Paris, but it's with a CH. So C-H-A-R-I-S is the easiest way for spelling and pronouncing Cheris yeah. your life. Little Cheris. play on words, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cheris your life. And finally, give us an action item. Give us something to just put us into action. We're definitely going to listen to the podcast. I know I am. And um, and we've got some of these uh, tactical um, tools to like take away the discomfort when we're feeling that intense discomfort or triggers. But is there a takeaway? Like, I'm sorry, yep. is there an action item that will spring us right into action? Yep. If you're watching the video, um, the uh, he uh, just shared the link. If you go to Cheris yourlife.com forward slash video. I've got a free training. So I go much more in depth than, um, you know, than I do in podcast and in a different kind of a way. And it's called titled how to live life on your own terms and timeline and stop sacrificing your sanity, personal space, or social life. So I've got a free training to get some free coaching from me with this video at cherishyourlife.com forward slash video. And that is like brand new as of just a couple of weeks ago. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see it myself. And thank you so much. You gave us such a wealth of information, Cherish. And not only that, I just loved having the conversation with you. This is a conversation that could span multiple shows because there's so much to to know, to, to really like delve deep so that you can actually have this awareness and live in this aware state of your life. And as it passes and as you experience things. So thank you for being here. It was amazing to have you. I hope we can stay connected and maybe even have you back on the show at some point. And uh, to the Waste Up Wardrobe uh, audience, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening live. Thank you for listening to the replay. Listen to this replay. There's so much goodness here. And with the hashtag balance and shine, you've got a really special offer waiting for you from Cherish. Cherish. And um, you know the drill. We're going to be here again on Thursday, next Thursday live, 1130 Pacific. Go rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, check us out on Instagram and YouTube. However you want to listen to us or connect with us, do it. And we can't wait to see you again next week and invite a friend. Mm -hmm.